Welcome to episode 22 of Lo Muck, a tiny slice of the Muck podcast where we talk to people in the media and politics about their favorite stories or experiences. I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hillary Doherty. Hillary, tell us about today's guest. So today we are interviewing U.S. Representative Val Demings of Florida. Congressman Val Demings represents Florida's 10th district, a lifelong public servant. Rep Demings broke numerous glass ceilings in her rise through the Orlando Police Department and her election to Congress. The first in her family to graduate college, she became a social worker, then a police officer. In 2007, after a distinguished career, she made history by becoming Florida's first female chief of police. Amazing. Amazing. Chief Demings shepherded <laughs> the department through the financial crisis, championed policing strategies that put the community first and oversaw a stunning 40% reduction in violent crime. Today, she serves as a member of the House Intelligence, Judiciary, and Homeland Security Committees and chair of the House Homeland Security Subcommittee on Emergency Preparedness, Response, and Recovery. She made history and stood up for the rule of law when she was chosen to prosecute President Trump's first impeachment hearing before the U.S. Senate. And in her limited spare time, Rep. Deming rides her (laughs) Harley Davidson. And also... This episode is coming out on Friday, which I know is your birthday. So happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> my fellow Thank Pisces. You so much. My fellow Pisces. <laughs> my birthday so was a, a week ago. So, I, you know, Pisces are the best. Well, they are the best. <laughs> and birthdays are blessings. And it's great to be with you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Of course. So let's get into it. So let's talk about HR1, which is also known as the For the People Act, which works to expand voting rights, change campaign finance laws to reduce the influence of money in politics. It limits partisan ger- gerrymandering, among other important changes. So this recently passed in the House, which was, was a huge uh win for democracy. So can you talk a little bit about the importance of this bill and the impact it can have on our elections? Well, thank you so much for that. And look, we try to put the purpose of the bill in its name. It really is for the people. And, you know, I remember uh, growing up, my mother was a maid and my father was a janitor. They worked hard, didn't have a lot of money, but they were serious about getting to the polls to cast their vote. They understood that voting really leveled the playing field. And regardless of who they were, where they lived, or the color of their skin, they knew that their vote mattered as much as anyone else's. We know the history in this country of people who have suffered, bled, and died for the right to vote. I had the honor of serving with one of them, John Lewis. We all know his story of Bloody Sunday, which just passed a few days ago. Uh, where he was beat down on the Edmund Pettus Bridge in Selma, mm-hmm. Alabama, trying to extend the right for every person to vote. And so H.R. 1 is all about making it easier and fairer for persons to vote, not more uh, difficult. So we're really excited about the legislation passed in the House, and now we've just got to get it over the threshold in the Senate. Yeah, and it's really important, too, on a federal level, because we live in Florida, where you reign from, and uh, they're already in the legislature here the, on the state level trying to limit elections. So we really need this on a federal level to be seen in Georgia elsewhere. Right, we desperately do. And we know historically that, you know, it's like when, when, when more people uh, show up to the polls who are very diverse, the rules change, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're, or at least there are attempts to change them. So certainly, look, I was born and raised in Florida. I know my home state well. Mm-hmm. Gerrymandering is a way to try to limit p- 
people's ability to cast their vote and be represented by the people of their choice. We've also heard efforts in, in a lot of states, unfortunately, to try to limit um, voting on Sunday. And we know the initiative that is very, very popular in the black community, Souls to Polls, mm-hmm. where it almost becomes like a, a social event, but also gives people the opportunity to exercise their personal responsibility, and that is to vote for the persons of their choice. And so we know those efforts have been around for a while. We're going to try to fight back and push back as much as we can. And, and at the same time, what's so critical is make it easier for people to vote, not more difficult. That is the ultimate goal of the legislation. That is the ultimate goal of those of us who voted in favor of it. Oh, it's an incredible, incredible bill. Mm-hmm. So um, our next question has to do with the H.R. 8 bill. So uh, we know background checks on gun sales is coming up in the House this week, and that promises to require a a federal background check on private gun sales and potentially close the gun show loophole. Can you tell us a little bit more about the H.R. 8 and how much of an impact this will have on our communities? I certainly can. As you know, I spent a lot of years in law enforcement. I had the opportunity to uh, serve as the chief of police. And so um, I've had the unfortunate uh, opportunity to uh, witness uh, gun violence and the devastating effects um, for a long time. And although some people try to hijack the conversation and really make it about Second Amendment rights, we know it's not about Second Amendment rights. We understand clearly what the Constitution says. This is about HRA and other legislation is about keeping guns out of the hands of people who should not have them those who might be suffering from mental illness, criminals, terrorists. Um, And so that's really what the legislation is about. Look, you have to go through several tests to drive a car. You know, you have to pass several tests before you can practice a a lot of um, livelihoods like being a barber or a hairdresser or an Mm -hmm. LPN or a, um, why not make sure that persons who are purchasing a gun are able to pass a background check. I mean, I think it's certainly reasonable. I think it's certainly needed. And, um, you know, we're excited about H.R. 8 as well um, and getting it through to the president's death, uh, death to be signed. Yeah, I mean, the, the bill, I would imagine, too, would have such an impact on uh, domestic violence victims and making sure that they're further protected of course, and not domestic violence. You, you know, we're very, very focused and concerned about suicide. Mm-hmm. And so we have a responsibility to keep people safe. And if legislation is needed to do that, then that's our job and that is our responsibility. You know, other legislation that we're hoping to see as well involves red flag laws that would clearly address one of the issues you just talked about, domestic violence. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if family members, for example, see questionable behavior within the home, then they can go to a judge just like they would in a, in a case where an injunction was given. Go to a judge, petition the court to have a basically an, an order issue where law enforcement come in, confiscate the weapons until the person gets the help that they need or an investigation is done to get to the bottom of what the issues are. It's about saving lives. Mm. It is not about violating any Second Amendment rights. So 
um, we, we hope to be able to live up to our responsibility as legislators. All right. So let's talk about Florida just a little bit. So Florida, of course, is one of becoming one of the most conservative states, especially hard to be a Democrat here. We live in a little bit of a bubble. I know your Orlando area is is if not very blue, it's getting very blue, which is amazing. The work that's been done in that area. (laughs) So great. Um, But, you know, there's current bills on the state level that are chipping away at rights for reproductive health. There's a a terrible what they're calling an anti-mob bill. Um, What is your advice to go forward here? And what can constituents do in Florida to help flip Florida blue or move us to it just feels like we're so far behind Republicans in this state. And I'm wondering what your advice is to like to move forward. Well, let me say this. As I said earlier, I was born and raised in Florida. Florida is my home. I've never really wanted to live anyplace else. And I do believe Florida is worth saving, Mm -hmm. uh, if you will. Kudos to um, those who are involved in our party in terms of registration, getting people to register the vote, and certainly voting blue. Uh, so kudos to the efforts that are there that have certainly paid off. Mm-hmm. I was born and raised in Jacksonville. There's some work that we need to do there, of course. But we have to make sure that we encourage people to run for office, people who share our values and our ideas, people who believe that every person, regardless of the color of their skin, their sexual orientation, their religion, where they live, or how much money they have in the bank, should be able to succeed, should be able to live up to their full potential. We have to elect people who share those values. We have to encourage people to run for office. We, we have to continue to get out, talk to as many people as we can. I know we find ourselves in this unusual situation right now. We haven't really been able to knock on doors, but we can yeah. certainly get on the phones and emails and texts. We've got to communicate with the voters, and we, we, we can't leave any county behind. Mm-hmm. There are 67 counties in Florida. We know that some are redder than they are blue, but we have to identify our voters, communicate to them, give them a, mes- a message that resonates with them, help them update their reg- voter registration uh, paperwork, and get them to the polls. And so we have a lot of work to do. We, we unfortunately in 2020 moved in the wrong direction, yeah. but mm-hmm. I am really encouraged about the future because I really do believe the potential is there. In Florida, we have elected statewide Democratic governors before. In Florida, mm-hmm. we've had a, a U.S. senator. And so it can be done. We just need to regroup, shake it off, and talk to the voters. And I'm excited about the future. Oh, yes. that's wonderful. So I have a little fun question to kind of close out our interview. So uh, okay. you, uh, your bio mentions uh, riding a Harley. So what is your favorite yes. part about riding a Harley? Do you have a favorite stretch of road or a place that you enjoy riding the most? Oh, my goodness. I love uh, riding. I actually learned to ride uh, uh, motorcycles at the police department. I used to be the commander of special operations, which houses our um, motorcycle unit, our uh, canine unit, and our mounted patrol. Wow. I actually learned to ride uh, horses as well, but so I have an iron horse and a, and a, a live one. If you will. <laughs> oh, I love but that. <laughs> I, I, I really love riding because 
you know, look, I've been in law enforcement a long time, a stressful job. Here in Congress is a lot more stressful than it should be. <laughs> yeah. um, and having the opportunity to get on my Harley Davidson and ride the back roads of Orange County. I love to ride the back roads of Lake County. It's great roads to ride there. And just think about, just, you know, free up my mind and mm. really just enjoy um, the moment. And my husband also rides, and so every now fun. and then we have the we have an opportunity to ride together. He has a Harley as well, and um, it's my favorite pastime. I love it. Oh, I love that. I love it so too. much. So you mentioned it's a little hard. <laughs> it's 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 hard to it's harder to work in Congress. Is is it easier now that there's a Democratic president? Do you feel like you can get more done now? Oh yeah, we can definitely get more done. I mean, Great. think about it. The uh, inauguration, Joe Biden was born in, Kamala Harris was born in on January 20th. Look how much that we have been able to accomplish since then. Mm -hmm. Um, Look at the, you know, vaccination rollout was a major issue. But look how, I mean, the president's numbers are, he's really passed what he had originally targeted for the rollout and shots in the arm on a daily basis. He's indicated by May, June, July that every adult in this country who wants a vaccine uh, could have had a vaccine. He believes in science. I can imagine that. And so having the House of Representatives, certainly the Senate, 50 plus one, with Vice President Harris's vote and then the White House, we have an amazing opportunity right now. We have to take the next two years and get as much done on behalf of the American people as we possibly can. It's we know so what exciting. the issues are, and we're up to the task, and it is an exciting time. Well, oh. this has been absolutely amazing. We know you're between votes right now. Yes. Otherwise, we could probably talk to you for hours, yes. which maybe, we'll, maybe no. we'll try to do that. I'll learn how to ride a let's Harley. Go, yes. I'll learn how to drive an iron horse. And we'll I'll be in the sidecar. Yeah. Can someone put me in the sidecar? Okay. <laughs> that might be safe, but I don't okay. know. But, um, and we will meet you in Orange County and go for a ride and, and talk to you because yes. we are like well, this, this, the biggest this fans. This is what we say about riding a bike. Don't fear the bike respect the bike and Ooh, you'll okay. be fine okay. i like that that's my number one that's my first my first tip okay and then also like maybe don't crash yeah <laughs> well thank you so so much for uh giving us your time and, we appreciate it so and much thank no, you for being thank you. an amazing representative yes. and being an amazing woman in congress we are so so proud of you yes. and we really appreciate and you so supportive we just think you're amazing so thank you thank thank you so very much and invite me back Whoa, we, oh, okay. please. Uh, we're going we're gonna to send another email right now. Uh, yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. Have a good All right. Night. Take care. You too. you too. Bye-bye. If you want to learn more about this week's guest, please follow the episode notes on our blog at themuckpodcast.fireside.fm and be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support and different goodies for each level. Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do it without you. Music for The Muck Podcast, written and performed by Sean Doherty.